0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we bend the universe to our will and conjure a Nintendo Direct. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how are you? I'm feeling fantastic. It would be hard to be feeling anything other than fantastic when we were able Mm -hmm. to do the impossible. We trusted the internet with our fate. I I would go so far as to say I I think we are right in that we bent the universe to our will and we conjured this Nintendo director. There would have been no Nintendo Direct had we not been banking on it. Congratulations to us. Congratulations to us and congratulations to all of us, I think, uh, Nintendo fans. um, Because that was a pretty cool Direct. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We will talk more about it in a second. But before we do some regular housekeeping that we got to get through, my copy of Sonic Forces, you want to borrow it. You do. Just admit it to yourself. Stop lying. Stop denying yourself the pleasures of Sonic Forces. Uh, and, and the pains of Sonic Forces. Look, life, it's the whole package. life is a spectrum. There's a bunch of stuff you have to experience and then you die. Sonic Forces is one of those things. <laughs> All you got to do is email us with your mailing address, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. I send it to you. Send it back to me. Everyone is happy. Speaking of everyone is happy, Mark, what are we doing in March? The entire month of March, every Thursday, we're going to be talking about a different retro game. And they're, baby, they're all weird sequels. Oh, baby, they are all weird sequels. Now, you may think, how many, how many weird sequels could there possibly be? At least four. At least four. Four just that we came up with and that we're going to talk about. So, on the 7th, we're doing Zelda two, The Adventure of Link. On the 14th, we are doing Mario Land Two: Six Golden Coins. On the 21st, we are doing uh, Zoda's Revenge, Star Tropics 2. And on the 28th, we are doing Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. You should play along with us. As best you can, yeah. Some of these are, uh, I, when I say some of these, just one of these, it's very hard to get a hold of. Star Tropics 2, uh, it's not on any of the normal eShops. Might as moment. well not even exist. It may as well not even exist, but uh, Mark and I will talk about it. Play along, uh, tell us how you're feeling about these games as you play them, and you can do that by shooting us an email, Society at gmail.com. All right, Mark, uh, obviously we've got a big direct to uh, talk about. Um, we also, last week we did a, a conversation where we ranked the Donkey Kong Animal Buddies. Uh, we've got some feedback from that, so let's get into that first. So it turns out that we may have been a little confused about squawks and quawks, though I think we had talks nailed. Oh, yeah. Dead to rights. Uh, so anyway, we got we got an email here from uh, Corbin. Uh, Corbin writes and says, I hate to tell you, but you got everything wrong about squawks and quawks. Squawks is the one in both DKC 2 and 3 and in the Game Boy Donkey Kong Lands that flies you around the levels and spits nuts. He's in a ton of DKC 2 and 3 levels, sometimes optional and sometimes not. Quax, the blue one, is only in one level in DKC 2, Parrot Shoot Panic. He can't fly or shoot nuts. He can only fall slowly like a parachute. Uh, he has a similar level in DKC 3. Uh, so everything you thought Quawks did squawks is the only one that actually did that so one oops oh yeah oops deaf oops two it's kind of like a uh sweet valley high situation here right Where like they kind of look the same They're and one is doing things that getting credit for the other one that has to be at least the plot of one sweet valley high (laughs) novel right there's so many of them. Uh, you launched into that with such confidence. I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Slowly backed down. It must be. Uh, thank you, Corbin. Um, that actually does kind of set us straight. Uh, does that affect our rankings of Squawks and Quawks? I mean, Squawks was still pretty high up there. If anything, it like, knocks da- Quawks down a couple pegs. Yeah, maybe even almost all the way. Yeah, like, I Lower mean, than Tox? Is he less cool now? Mm, I mean, here's the thing. Whatever we do. I don't want to upset uh, Tox's position because that's a cool bird. It's a real cool bird. And I don't want to upset that cool bird. Come sit with us at lunch, Tox. We'll share our chocolate milk with you. Um, we also got an email from Trey. <laughs> Trey wrote us a lovely email. It's a bit uh, long, but I've, I've, I've pulled out some uh the most relevant bits here. Uh, he writes, what I can't stand for is the hate for my boy, Squitter. On top of being the best animal in DKC, he has the most legs. There isn't a single animal buddy with more legs than Squitter, and you know he's rocking dope kicks for all those legs. He's the most useful buddy in the entire game. You can travel anywhere with him. I don't dispute that he has the most legs. And the best kicks. Well, I will say that, Patrick, you said his kicks were one of the reasons you did not like him. Yes, but the kicks themselves can be cool. I don't like that he's wearing shoes. It makes me imagine that on the end of those spider legs are human feet, (laughs) and it's upsetting to me. Uh, Trey goes on. To some degree, I understand your hate for Squitter. His name is ridiculous, and he only rarely shows up when you need him. But you know who shows up every time you can imagine hopping, uh, hopping around the level to victory, my boy, the buck 2 snake Ratley, the other totally underappreciated animal buddy on the list. It's Winky without the awful random, randomly hopping off the platform. He doesn't suffer from the obnoxious movement that comes with that stupid frog. I truly think that Ratley and Squidler, while being obviously ridiculous looking, deserve the top spot of animal buddy due to their due to their utility as well as being in the best sequel of all time uh i do just want to note that you just made the same mistake i made all the time in that episode and said squitler i did yeah well Ratley and squitter <laughs> mm-hmm. uh mark what, what what do you think of the rest of that that they should be the the tops of all time no absolutely not but <laughs> i do agree that Ratley is better than uh what is his name squeaky winky winky yeah ah, i got a soft spot for winky We have one more email. Uh, It it comes to us from James. Uh, This one is not related to uh, Donkey Kong Country or the Animal Buddies. Uh, He writes, Hey guys, I know Thursday's show will be direct focus. That's correct. But I thought this might be fun for you to briefly discuss this poll. Nintendo asks fans which character gets a valentine. And I think the results are scientifically accurate. Mark, would you like to uh, do this which Nintendo character gets a valentine? Yeah, please. Okay, so our choices are Mario, Peach, Luigi, Yoshi, Pikachu, Wario, Waluigi, Isabel, Link, Zelda, Kirby, or Jibanyan. the um the yokai the like cat yokai. Oh, okay. And w- we are just choosing which one of these. Which one do you want to give a Valentine to? Oh, Mario, Peach, Luigi, Yoshi, Pikachu, Wario, Waluigi, Isabel, Link, Zelda, Kirby. Jebanyan. Um okay. I I think I want to give it to uh the cat from Yokai Watch. You, uh I would rather give it to Isabel. Okay. I'm fine with that. All right. Isabel gets uh oh oh okay. Fascinating, fascinating. Um is something happening? Well, now I'm seeing uh where uh, where all the votes are going? The overwhelming winner, the overwhelming Valentine getter. Do you want to guess? Waluigi is Waluigi. Second most popular is Isabel. Uh, Waluigi's got, and it's there's no commas here, so it's hard for me to. He's got one million two hundred fifty-five thousand one hundred twenty-seven votes. Um, and Isabel is second with uh 322,820 votes whoa so like waluigi's like running away with it waluigi's got four times as much makes as sense he's got those legs yeah and he's a romantic he like holds that uh like a rose? rose in his mouth yeah all right mark enough screwing around we got a direct to talk about wow jam-packed with stuff Hmm. um how would you like to approach this mark uh, I don't know. Should we do it chronologically? Chronologically is a little bit tough because there's uh we have it broken down in our notes by like the big games that they spent a lot of time on and just sort of like the headline stuff. Maybe you want to just jam through the headlines and then do the 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 big games. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I guess first, what are your overall impressions of this Direct? I thought this was a great Direct. Um, I thought uh, there were maybe a dozen games in it that I was excited about and or am going to play. Yeah, I think we'll probably talk about it more at the end when uh, we kind of wrap up our feelings on the whole thing. But uh, from June on, Nintendo's 2019 seems crazy. And this is without knowing anything about uh Luigi's mansion this is without knowing anything about um animal crossing animal crossing or pokemon <laughs> like <laughs> and and this and of course, assuming that nothing else gets announced for this year, which while not impossible uh seems unlikely uh the borderline seems unnecessary right like two thousand and nineteen for Nintendo looks good uh we'll start we'll start with just the the regular headlines. First up was the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. They kind of dug into it a little bit further. I don't really know that we got any meaningful details out of that, other than it's going to come out in summer of uh, this year, uh, supports local and online multiplayer, and they just showed off you know, more of the characters. Mark, will you be able to play as Captain Marvel in this game? Yes. Mark, will you be able to play as Lockjaw, the Inhumans giant dog? Uh, presumably. He's in the game. (laughs) I... Yeah, we didn't really, like you were saying, we didn't see a ton of detail. To me, it just looks like what I remember the other two Marvel Ultimate Alliance games being. Absolutely. So, uh, cool. I'm cool. down for that. Yeah, uh, cool I'm down for that is uh my reaction to a lot of these. Um, Next headline is Box Boy plus Box Girl. Yes, please. Thank you. Yes, the Box Boy series is coming to Nintendo Switch with uh, local co-op. Uh, and, uh, 270 stages. It's out in April, April 26th. It looks awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. Uh, I played the most recent Bye Bye Box Boy, I think it was Bye called, Bye Box Boy. Uh, for the 3DS. And, uh, when I was watching this, I was like, oh, this looks like a great game for me to play with my husband. Because he doesn't play a lot of games, but he really likes snipper clips. And I feel like this has the same sort of, like, let's solve a puzzle together with these cute little, like, character type feel. Yeah, and that they don't, uh, like, it's not, your ability to play the game isn't predicated on your ability to play video games. It's based on your ability to, like think about shapes and, like, uh, problem solve with, you know, like, simple tool sets. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I'm going to make Sarah play this game with me. It's going to be fun. Um, Next up, they hit the Smash Spring update. That's right. 3.0 is coming sometime this spring. Sometime this spring. Uh, And they also say that Joker is coming as part of... This is Joker Joker from Persona 5. Um, in, uh, the character pack number one. Uh, and so they, they didn't necessarily tie those two together in time. Yeah. Um, but I kind of suspect that they will drop at the same time, right? Kind of like, uh, they did with Piranha Plant. Yeah. Um, Mm 2.0 coincide. The release of 2.0 coincided with, um, the release of Piranha Plant. But yeah, they say that Joker will be available by the end of April yeah before the end of april they also said uh as part of the spring update like wh- who knows or like there what what stuff are we adding you'll find out later so it implies that they're adding more than just like the character and you know whatever me fighter costumes and a stage like there might be more game modes or other tweaks to whatever yeah and i know i said this before 2.0 release but smash world is still out there somewhere Oh yeah, Like the Nintendo Switch online phone app equivalent of like a Splatnet type thing. Yeah. That's more focused on like video sharing. uh, Literally every second that you are not talking about it, I forget that it exists. (laughs) They mentioned it once (laughs) and we're just like, it's coming in 2019. I was kind of surprised that Joker is coming at the end of April for whatever reason, based on zero information. I thought that maybe like the DLCs would be paced a little bit further apart. Although I guess this is three months. From uh from Piranha Plant. From Piranha Plant. But and and almost five from the release of the game. So. Yeah, so I guess it's not I guess it's not that quick. And they said that there would be five characters total, right? Right. So it would still take over a year if they space it out by three months. Um and then we also got a a look at the upcoming amiibo. Uh they showed off uh Snake, Simon, Belmont, um Squirtle, the Pokemon Trainer, and Ivysaur. They all look good, no specific dates. On those, uh, but they look good. Um, next thing that we saw, updates for Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. This was kind of a surprise to me. It was a big surprise to me. Um, I it, it seems like it is in line with what we've heard that, like, Nintendo is interested in giving more content for the software that's already out there. Um, They know that people are excited about the games that they're already playing, and here's more reasons to go back to them, and in some cases, spend more money on them. Um, So there is a free update that is available right now. Uh, It adds co-op. To the game, so you can run around uh, as two different Captain's Toad. Yeah, every mission in the game can now be played with co-op. Yep. Um, and then the paid DLC, which is just being called Special Episode, great name, guys, um, includes eight new, 18 new challenges in five new courses, um, and that includes some challenges in existing courses. Uh, and you can purchase it now it is uh 5.99 and is out or like available to actually play on march 14th and there's a digital uh bundle as well uh if you want to get that with with the game yeah i thought that like one of the puzzles or like the first chapter or something is available now as well yes and then the full thing comes out on march 14th that is correct um uh, Mark, did did you play much of Treasure Tracker on Switch? Oh, by the way, this is only available on the Switch version. This is not on the Wii U or 3DS versions of this <laughs> game. No, I didn't. I played the demo, but that's it. I never picked up the full game. Um, so uh, I ended up not uh, spending as much time with Treasure Tracker on Switch as I would have wanted to because I, I kind of think Wii U is the best place to play it. Um, I think that's where everything kind of makes the most sense and it's got yeah, the two screen experience that is uh it just is most at home there. What what is the what are the two screens used for? What's like the So there they're really only a, a couple of uh times where you need to be like tapping the, the screen to, to do stuff, um or like triggering things. Um but when you're trying to play uh on the T V um with the switch, you have to use like Pointer controls or like gyro controls to like try and aim at, and it's just it's not super intuitive, um, and it's it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. It just was much easier and uh you know designed for it on on Wii U, um, but I think the promise of both co op and uh, uh new levels, new challenges, that is a, a game that Sarah and I are definitely going to jump back into like for sure. Yeah, I I really love Nintendo's focus with the Switch on. Local co op. There's a lot of that. In, the, in the, the Switch Direct, is like yeah. such a perfect system for it with like its two Joy-Con mm-hmm. that you can play anywhere. And it's such a fun way to experience games like this. So, next up, they had R- Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is the Castlevania Symphony of the Night-esque game that was kickstarted. Um, and comes we now know that it comes out summer 2019, mm-hmm. that you can customize the main character. And it looks like there are some kind of like uh, wonky story elements to it. I, I mean, I guess that's to be expected. I don't know. I don't know. Last time we talked about this, we both expressed uh, cautious optimism, right? Reservations, I would say. We yeah. expressed. I may or may not have accused it of being mighty number no. nine like, which a a brutal blow. Yep. Well, I calls them like I sees them. Mark- yeah, I, I'm still not convinced um after seeing this latest trailer i hope it's fun um i don't know that the art style is really working for me and i don't want to like jump on that pile because i know that there's been a lot of criticism criticism online about yeah. the art style i actually like it in uh when they in like the dialogue sequences when you see the character models up close like i think it looks yeah when, good there when you get when it looks a little bit more like anime yeah exactly yeah. just uh at, in the actual gameplay I I'm just not sure how I feel about it. It feels like a not as polished version of the look that Capcom got for Mega Man 11. Yeah. Um but I mean, I do some of the uh gameplay that they showed off in that trailer did seem neat. Um you know the things where uh your character is like uh reversing the gravity and like flipping the whole castle upside down um or uh you know ricocheting off of like surfaces like she's a beam of light. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I they, there may be some cool, like, mobility or, like, action stuff to this game that may make up for uh, the fact that it doesn't look super hot. Um, and I, I played, the, I played uh, two of the DS iterations of Castlevania um, developed or spearheaded by the same guy. And I can't remember if there were more than that, but I played two of them. And when those games are good, they're really good. So if this all comes together, like, there's no reason to think that this game isn't going to be awesome. Right. And it's been in development for a while. So, uh, uh, next up is Dragon Quest Builders 2. Um, the sequel to Dragon Quest Builders. I commented to Mark as we were watching it this evening, uh, that the modern Dragon Quest games look adorable. Yeah. They've translated to 3D surprisingly well. They just look so cute. Um, anyway, this game is out, uh, July 12th, 2019. Um, I am I will confess a little bit interested in this. I played the demo for the original Dragon Quest Builders which came out last year yeah. and loved it. Yeah. It was just a game that I didn't pick up one because I knew this was coming and two it 100% would be a time suck. Yeah, totally. But what I uh, what I played at the demo was super fun. Yeah, um it it also features a uh retro-inspired map so you can like fast travel around like the giant world in which you are building things uh and like your ability to navigate that is on like it looks like an eight bit um, like dragon dragon warrior map yeah it's it seems super cool. Um, next up is the Disney Sum Sum Festival. The only really thing of note for this to me is that now I know how to present pr- pronounce Sum Sum because yeah, before I mean I you, were th- still, you were still tentative about it. <laughs> uh, before I had seen I had seen it was one of those words where I had seen it written. Uh-huh. But I had never heard it pronounced. I always thought it was like, Sum some, Sum. Some. These are the like uh, fat stuffed animal versions of Disney characters. Yeah, they're like fat and long. Yeah, they they look like uh like wiener dogs or like pills that are also <laughs> that are also Tigger, you know. Yeah. Um. The it, it it boasts a wide variety of games and puzzles and a two player mode comes out sometime 2019. Yeah, so it, it's both like a Mario Party esque four player and then there's a two player like puzzle mode. Where you turn the switch on its side so it's standing uh, like it could. Vertically. Yeah. yeah, vertically. And then you use your finger to do one of those like. Um... Like kind of match three style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like Except where it's you... like match many. Match, match as many as you can. Match many. <laughs> uh, and then randomly we got Starlink DLC. Now, Mark, did you find this surprising? I, I did only because Starlink um, kind of came and went very quickly. I think the only reason that it made any impression at all is because there was a Star Fox version of it for the Switch. Mm -hmm. But I guess it wasn't released that long ago, and they didn't know that it wasn't going to be super successful. So this was probably in the works beforehand. Sure. Well, and I mean, I I have noticed and kept my eye on the... Um, like price for a starter pack, uh, for at uh, uh, Starlink is like forty bucks now. It's gone down in price tremendously since it came out. Um, and all of the uh toys are also um, you know, they are cutting their their prices on those uh, a ton. So like uh, they can't be selling particularly well. Um, but the new um, the new DLC is Star Wolf content. Um, and you can play as all four members of Star Fox with their own unique missions and they can play in Fox's missions or in the main story missions. Um, I wonder if that means you'll need the, uh, like if they're making new toys for the rest of the Star Fox crew. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure. I, did they say whether this was paid DLC or if it was a free update? They did not. Oh, okay. Non-specified. Uh we also found out that Rune Factory 4 Special is coming later this year. Mm-hmm. Rune Factory is one of those series that I've never played but it seems like I would love it. It's a spin-off of Harvest Moon. Love Harvest Moon and uh like those Stardew Valley type games. And if it's just Harvest Moon where you also have a sword, that sounds amazing to me. Into it. Uh and it looked like the this the special version of Rune Factory 4 also maybe had more like marriage options or more they they kind of like hovered around like oh by the way you can get married. <laughs> and then they also confirmed that uh Rune Factory 5 exists and is coming sometime. Great. Um then we moved on to another RPG, uh Oninaki, which is a game from the studio that did I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere. That's oh, right, Tokyo RPG Factory. Uh but this however is an action RPG. Uh Mark was asking me if it was if that was the same style as the other two games um and like visually it's the same art style but like they're obviously working with something much more like active here um you know it, it, those were all turn-based rpgs this one is uh, action-based you travel between the world of the living and the dead um so you know looks uh interesting it's it, since it's tokyo rpg factory i will be cautious about getting ex- excited about it um but, uh, you know, action RPG, uh, always happy to have another one of those. Yeah, like, we were right in the world. I feel like in the past couple of months speculating on what they might have been working on because it feels like uh, Octopath. It's been a bit. Yeah. yeah, and Octopath Traveler kind of ate their lunch in what they were trying to do, mm-hmm. which is like bring back that old style of RPGs, like recapture that magic. And uh, it's, I think it's smart to see them trying to do s- Something a little bit different. Yeah, but still, like, still rooted in, uh, like, the Square Enix history. Like, if this is just a secret of mana game, like, great. Uh, then we moved on to Yoshi's Crafted World. Um, we just saw more of the game, including costumes, which offer protections from enemies. Um, the costumes look like Yoshi's just wearing a cardboard box. Adorable. Adorable. Uh, there's a demo available for it now, and the game is out on March 29th, which I believe we already knew. I'm excited about, there's a number of demos that, uh, were announced at this Direct, um, I, yeah, I'm excited to check this out because these uh, crafted games and like Kirby's Epic Yarn have never really, I've never really glommed on to them. And so I'm excited to be able to try this without paying the full 60 bucks. Yep. Um then they moved on to Tetris 99 uh which is available for free for all Nintendo Switch online subscribers. You can get it now. Um obviously you need to be well, I guess not obviously. The way the game works is uh you go online and play Tetris against 99 other or 99 people. You are one of 99. Um and it uh I have downloaded this and and been playing it. Um I like it a lot. Uh, it's sort of randomly assigns like who you're targeting to like throw garbage at and who is, uh, targeting you. Um, I can get into my best so far is fourth, um, out of 99. Uh, but it is tough. It is tough. And I will get to number one one of these days. I've already seen it described online as uh Tetris battle Royale. Absolutely. I mean, that's what it is. (laughs) I, I wonder if this was the title it looks like it was. It's published by Nintendo, mm-hmm. and I wonder if this is the title that in the investor Q and A they were like, "Oh, we have something coming out that like takes advantage of the Nintendo Switch Online." Oh yeah, I wonder. But I wonder. I, I like this. I think it's. Uh, I like that it's not just another iteration on the NES, um, like Switch Online stuff. It's like, hey, here's just another reason, another yep. like cool thing you get for being a Nintendo Switch Online subscriber. And I mean, as as far as as far as like that is concerned, like this is a very good feature of the Nintendo Switch online. Like play Tetris whenever you want against as many people as you can possibly imagine. Uh it's pretty cool. They also said that they will be doing events in the future yeah, around so this game. Who knows what that means? But it'll be fun. Next, we saw Dead by Daylight, uh, which is a game that's been out on other platforms. It is a, uh, it's like the Friday the 13th game, right? Where like one person plays the monster killer and the other people are like trying to survive a scary movie situation. Uh, Looked real bad. Yeah, uh, I was real surprised that it got a shout out in the um, uh, direct. I guess it is something like different and unique than what you would normally maybe think to see on a Nintendo platform but yeah like it just doesn't look like it's running very well. No. Uh Fall 2019. Uh, yep. Great. Um and you do need to subscribe to Nintendo online <laughs> in order to play it online. Uh next up was uh Deltarune, which is the new Toby Fox game that's the uh guy that made Undertale. Um it, the trailer was just for the first chapter which is available for free. Um though future chapters you will have to pay for uh yeah this first chapter has already been out on steam yeah now it's coming to switch i think it's released february 28th i don't think it's out quite yet i think it comes oh, later okay. this month uh then uh we we go over to a producer of uh Damon x machina who says hey mark we know you love demos uh here's a demo of Damon x machina perfect because i can guarantee i'm not going to buy this game it's just you know like Or I guess I can't guarantee. Maybe I'll download the demo and be this is what the demo will probably confirm is you're not going to buy this game. Um, And then they're you know uh, surveying people and trying to uh, figure out what they can fix before. Oh, which I was just gonna say is very similar to what they what Square Enix did for Octopath Traveler. Yes, and I think it's a good way to um, like engender goodwill. Yeah, totally. Uh, To be like, look, we are we're trying. (laughs) We want to know what you have to say. What can we do before this game comes out? Um, They say that uh, Damon X Machina, quote, should be launching summer 2019. Uh, Then uh, we get a little bit of Grid Autosport, which is a realistic racer. Uh, Mark, I couldn't really care less about this. Nope, I have nothing to say. Great. Next they go to Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, uh, which is a game that I played on the PlayStation 4 oh god years ago a couple years ago now maybe maybe about two um cool game weird game dark game um looks great um it looked great on playstation 4 and what they showed uh looks like it's running well on the switch too yeah i was gonna ask you is do you think that's because it's is it mostly like a walking simulator for lack of a better term like it's very like directed it's it's very directed but like There's a lot of, uh, like, action in detailed environments, and, like, the character is very detailed. Um, and like, there's a lot of different like particle and lighting effects. I, I it seemed like an impressive experience to me as I was playing it on PlayStation 4. I am surprised to see this uh, on Switch. You liked it on PlayStation 4, though, right? You enjoyed your time with it. Uh, I thought it was interesting. There we go. Uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's a game that is uh, in some ways hard to enjoy, but is a very uh, affecting and effective experience for sure. Um, totally recommend it. If you can play it on another platform, if you can play it on PlayStation 4, do that Um, and do it with like headphones and in the dark and then be prepared to feel bad and be scared for like eight hours. But it's great, it's great. (laughs) Uh, then they're like, hey, a bunch of other games are coming to Nintendo Switch. Mortal Kombat 11, uh, April 23rd. Uh, Unraveled 2, which features two-player co-op on March 22nd. And Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered um, on May 21st. Assassin's Creed 3 uh, includes Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Liberation and all the DLC for it. Liberation was the Vita game that came out around the same time, maybe. Yeah, I think it came out like concurrently. That's I played that game. Um, it came with my Vita, um, because I had one of those white Vitas. Uh, that I guess they were like Assassin's Creed. Uh, you know they wear white hoods, so let's sell a white Vita. Um, and uh, like I found a, a good bundle or a good price on that, and so I had a different looking Vita until I was like, wait a minute, I don't play this thing. <laughs> Vita, of course, <laughs> means life. Uh, right. Uh, but it also means death. Uh, and then uh, the last little chunk here of just, like, headlines, and then we'll move on to the big things, I promise. Uh, Final Fantasy games got uh, a release dates. Final Fantasy VII is coming out on March 26th. Chocobo Mystery Dungeon, everybody, is coming out on March 20th. And Final Fantasy IX is out today. And it sounds like Final Fantasy IX is, like, the uh, version that is just out there now, which is like the mobile version that's also on PC, like that sort of. Right. Which is what we expect of Final Fantasy VII as well. For sure. Um, But uh, the Chocobo Mystery Dungeon, everybody, is that a newer version of that game? Do we know? Mm, I'm not sure. I don't really know about the Mystery Dungeon games. Mark, let's get into the big games. Uh, The first thing that kicked off the direct with, Super Mario Maker 2. This uh, trailer was really funny to me because the thing they really emphasized wordlessly is there are slopes, slopes as far as the eye can see. That's right. Um, That one of the big complaints about the original Super Mario Maker is that you cannot do a sloped surface, no hills. Are you supposed to slide into stuff? Um, But I think that's sort of like tip of the spear uh, stuff. The customization options in this new version of the game seem pretty exhaustive. Like, um they pulled up a bunch of different like tool wheels um cuz so we could also get a look at like the interface um the first one is so touch based uh, in, in the in its creation tools uh that they obviously needed to invent a new way for you to navigate that um but in seeing those tools it seems like anything that you've seen in a Mario game you will be able to recreate in Mario Maker in Super Mario Maker 2 um they also showed off that there is uh, another Um, set of skins in this, uh, the original just had, uh, original Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World, and the new, uh, aesthetic, and you could switch between all of those. This one adds, uh, Super Mario 3D World. Kitties! Which means you can get bells and kitties! Um, it's strange to see a game that is a 3D game in, like, 2D space, uh, but it looks pretty good and pretty exciting, um... It's also not that far away. They said it's coming in June 2019. Yeah, um, which makes this a uh, yeah. No, I'm 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 very excited for this. Um, we'll love to get more information about how uh, level sharing is done. If there's any sort of like campaign editor, can I string worlds together? Um, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, friend of the show and friend June brought up that. The next one should be a 3D Mario Maker because, of course, then it would be Mario Maker Three. Oh, sure. D. So Super Mario Maker, Super Mario Maker Two, Super Mario Maker 3D. That would be so hard to make your own <laughs> 3D game. <laughs> but as all, I, that's what I said. And as like, he also brought up, he we're not game developers. That's Nintendo's job, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I'll play it. <laughs> the next big item that we saw was Dragon Quest XI S Definitive Edition. Yes. So this is the confirmation Mm -hmm. that the Switch version is coming to the West um, this fall. And... I'm so excited for this game, and I'm very glad I waited for the Switch version. Me too. They are—it's uh, it, touting a lot of features that aren't in the original, including the ability to choose between the like 3D fully rendered uh, background environments and the sort of 16-bit gameplay style that is on the 3DS version in Japan. Right. So in Japan, they released two versions of Dragon Quest XI. There's like the PS4 version, which was um just like fully rendered 3D and there's the 3DS version that had the same story but uh and had like 3DS 3D graphics but at any time you could switch to um like 16-bit classic style yeah and this is the first time i think that we've gotten confirmation that the switch version will allow you to switch between the two. Speaking of being able to switch between the two, they they also were saying that this is the first time it has a fully orchestrated score. Um but if you want to switch back to the original music, you can do that on the fly. Another thing you can switch is between the English and Japanese voice acting um and that the uh S version has new stories that feature each of the main cast members. Um seems like this is going to be like the way to play Dragon Quest 11. Yeah, it seems it was aptly named the definitive edition. Um, I mentioned while we were watching it that this is sort of a Square Enix direct. Um, and you know, one of the uh five like main five, yeah, five main games that are featured here is a Square Enix game. Um, it seems like they are, you know, they have said as much in the past, but they are committed to putting games on Switch. A lot of RPGs, a lot of RPGs. Including Fire Emblem's three houses, which we now know more about and have a release date. Right, uh, not a Square Enix game, but yes, um, is out July twenty sixth, um, and not this spring as uh, we they they originally told us. Which is even when the game was first revealed, it had a tw- a nebulous twenty eighteen date. That's right. So it's been a long time coming, but it's almost finally here. Uh, so this is kind of a funny trailer, right? Because it is one of those where. Uh, Nintendo starts explaining, are yeah, you ever like at a party with some, you're at a party, right? And you get locked in a conversation with someone and no one knows how to talk at parties, right? Like it, it, it's tough. Um, And you prompt someone with something that like they're interested in and they start talking. And you're like, oh, we're going way deeper into this than I thought we were going to. <laughs> and I'm lost and I'm trapped and right. I can't get and out can't, of here. So I just had to like nod and go, oh, cool. <laughs> That's kind of what this trailer was. Classic Nintendo overshare. It reminded me so much of the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 yes. trailer that we got in one of these directs where it's like, okay, uh, everybody, for the next 10 minutes, I'm going to tell you everything I know about uh, the world of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. <laughs> and it's way too much information. Yeah. Uh, that said, I'm there for it. Uh, the <laughs> The lore for this game seems really cool, seems really involved, um, and has that sort of, uh, that fire emblem quality where like if you weren't playing the game you'd be like well why what what but actually playing it uh you're like oh it's very nice to understand like the relationships between these various kingdoms and these families and blah 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 blah. um so in uh in three house (coughs) three houses you take the role of a mercenary who becomes a teacher um who has to take on as a ward uh one of three members of uh, these ancient houses, and you know do fire emblem stuff with them, train them in battle and magic and whatever you like align yourself with one of the three houses led by El- edelgard El- sure um good good, good try <laughs> and Dimitri and claude <clears throat> yeah Mark and I have uh, agreed that Claude is the hot one, yeah, absolutely he's the one that has the like uh uh padawan braid type mm-hmm, thing going on mm-hmm. like anakin in um clone uh attack of the clones that's right um probably in the clone wars too right <laughs> yeah He's probably, probably one for most of that mm-hmm. and at the end of the phantom menace <laughs> there you go um anyway uh the game looks cool i don't really know what else to say about it uh and next up was astral chain boy this looks uh incomprehensible Yep, so this is Platinum's new game. It is an action game because it's Platinum. Um, it's in some kind of, are you cops in the dragon future? I don't know what this is. It's like future Tokyo uh, where cyber dragons are captured by your Tron discs that you have on your arms. I want to see a future Tokyo that's just like back to basics. You know what I mean? <laughs> the future is green the future is green get uh used to it anyway i mean we're being al- we're being dismissive because it's yeah. obviously not our cup of tea but i know that uh p- there are people who really love platinum games and the pedigree of this game like uh seems strong yeah it's got one of the like producers the of, it. uh bayonetta and wonderful 101 uh the director is the director of Near automata uh so you know it's uh there there are games that people have been excited about this is like joining that sort of lineage. Um, And it is coming out August 30th, 2018. And then finally, we got a teaser for The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake, also coming 2019. Summer. Uh, Summer 2019, specifically. Oh, really? I thought it just said 2019. Maybe you're right. I wrote summer, but I don't know that I agree with that anymore. Yeah, I think it was just a undefined 2019. This was one that, like, months ago, there was something that made us think. Uh, there was like a marketing survey or something that was sent out. Yeah, that, that's right. That's uh, right. That's what that was. Made There'd be whispers that like a remake was coming. And uh, closer to the direct, there were rumors that a new 2D Zelda was on the way. Turns out it is The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake. Uh, so the art style here um looks an awful lot like those old Rankin and Bass uh Christmas specials so Yeah, yeah like, like Rudolph and the Island of Misfit Toys or like young young Santa or i uh, i can't remember what, what did it, you I, call it it's i think the specials called Santa Claus is Coming to Town but link basically looks like uh like the young version of Chris Kringle. Yep, yep. Um, and every everything looks like shiny, and uh, everything looks very like real and tactile. It, to me, it feels like a mix between the Rankin Bass stuff, um, like Yoshi's Crafted World, and a link between worlds. Yeah, like put all three of those art styles together in a blender, and- <laughs> hit puree, <laughs> and you and you come out with this. Um, so one thing I. I- I've played this game, uh, or the original version of it, uh, within the last like year or so. You did too, right? Yeah, I played it uh, fairly recently for the show. Right, when we were talking about, uh, or when I was talking about uh, Link, Link Between, Between Worlds. Worlds, I was talking about Link's Awakening. Who knew that we were c- putting out into the universe a mix of those two? That's right. Um, and uh, it looks to me like the locations that they showed off in the game are like, tile for tile an exact remake of uh of what we saw in the original game boy and game boy color version of of this thing i'm expecting there to be some differences like um, uh, me some elaborations on it but yes absolutely um so that's all very cool oh, there was something else i wanted to say about uh link's awakening oh i was playing uh smash this week and uh one of the just like the tips that popped up between fights was that there are five Zelda games with Link's name in the title. What are they? Um, so I thought I would pose this question to you. Mark, okay. Five of them. Link to the Past. Right. Link Between Worlds. Yep. Link's Awakening. Yep. Adventure of Link. Right. Zelda 2. Zelda 2. Right. And um running through my head it must be like uh, I don't know what's the fifth one so I believe I haven't actually looked this up it just uh, jumped into my head right now I believe it is Link's crossbow crossbow training training. boo (laughs) I guess technically true but I'm angry about it Mark don't be angry technically true is the worst kind Uh, but it is the kind that we cling to we strive to be um all right so that is the direct mark let's close out this part of the discussion So obviously we were excited we were happy about this thing but how did you feel you should email us nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com The one thing I wanted to say mm. um is that it even with all of this stuff it seems like Nintendo's first like quarter is still pretty light yeah, you know, we have Yoshi coming out, and that's pretty much it. But then the rest of their 2019 from maybe May, but like June for sure on, is jam-packed. Yeah, with a bunch of cool stuff. Um, Some from them, some from not them, and a lot from Square Enix. <laughs> yeah, but like a lot of stuff that, uh, again, if Nintendo has more for 2019, and that's just the stuff we don't know about because we know Pokemon's coming, we know Luigi's Mansion's coming, assuming nothing gets delayed. We know that Animal Crossing is supposed to be 2019, right? Um, they're definitely going to be releasing like two big games a month when it comes towards the end of the year, right? And maybe Metroid Prime Trilogy is still out there. Like- oh yeah, that's a great point. Everybody was sure that that's like that that was uh. Coming and coming soon. I love that all of those head heavy hitters were sidelined for this Direct. No Metroid Prime Trilogy, no Luigi's Mansion, no Animal Crossing, no Pokemon. Still a killer Direct. What is happening? Yeah. <sighs> anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you can. Um, if you like the episode, please share it wherever you share stuff, Facebook or Twitter. It all helps us out tremendously um on twitter i am at patrick underscore ellers mark is at mke mitchell and the show is at nin cart society you can check out the facebook page which is just nintendo cartridge society olivia duncan made our logo our theme music is provided by 8-bit betty you can get more of his music by going to 8 bitbettycom or by listening right now from my co-host mark mitchell this is patrick ellers saying zoom zoom and thanks for listening